0: Welcome to the podcast where we track down Australian war veterans, have a chat with them, and hear their stories. I'm Alex Lloyd, and this is Life on the Line. The single greatest sacrifice I've made is my family.
1: There were a couple of public beheadings.
0: In order to kill me, you've got to be a little bit angry. Not psychotic,
1: but just angry. We could look down at Frankfurt and see it on fire. Stuff blowing up everywhere.
0: There will be no surrender. And then they had to fight an enemy in amongst bigot children. To and women we going to I could never often. not go back. And they, like and they were my friends. They felt like the top something. Something. she I'm did there. say, You've changed.
1: soldier put everything on the line to help one of our blokes.
0: Ted Carter was a World War II veteran of Tobruk, Alamein, and New Guinea. Angus Horden interviewed Ted in April 2011, with me behind the camera, for the documentary miniseries for School and Country. Today, we have a few clips from that interview. The first is Ted recounting some of the day-to-day life while defending
1: Brooke. Ammunition, well, you, you got what you can. That wasn't too bad. Hygiene, at times, was extremely difficult. I mean, you just imagine yourself living in a sack trench and you want to go to the toilet. You can't get out. You can't put your head up. You can't do this and that. I leave the answers of that to you. Sometimes a jam tin come in very handy.
0: What well, was it like bathing and, and, and getting enough water to drink each
1: day? Well, you didn't. Your you drink your drinking allowance was one water bottle per hour, per man per day. And that was what we had for our own stuff, and that and that and that, in, that included cleaning your teeth, drinking, doing whatever you had to. Our the ablutions, other than that, was when every now and again we might get a trip to the coast and go for a swim and do everything down by the ocean. But apart from that, you didn't get, I mean, the, the, the water frat was very, very slim. And that was our ration. Actually, the, rat, the 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 garrison ration was one gallon per man per day. We got one water bottle, which you know the size of one of those water bottles. The rest of it all went to the kitchen.
0: Ted survived Rommel at tobruk El Alamein, and then found himself fighting the Japanese in New Guinea.
1: From a point of view of looking at the Japanese, uh, it was... Hair raising because when you are doing anything in that forward area, you never knew what was around the next tree. You had to be so careful. You were sort of, you, you weren't too certain as to whether there was somebody there to shoot at you or, or just exactly what, or whether there was any booby traps across the trap. You, you had to be very, you had to be very careful. You're always sort of watching for those sort of things. But of course, at that stage too, uh, the Jap had pushed through, and pushed past us, and gone through our battalion headquarters, which our how was in over which he was sacked and sent back to Australia. And then of course we had a very different situation after that. That created another thing. But by that stage too also having done Tobruk, Alamein and some of that all in forward areas. Tobruk were doing patrol work, some of it behind the German lines. Alamein being in the forward areas and things like that under shore fire all the time. And then getting there, I suddenly found that I was losing control of my nerves, you couldn't control it, or I couldn't, and things like that. So, in that stage, then, then the battalion came back to Atherton Tablelands, and I was transferred down to Canungra as a, as an instructor. Whereas to be an instructor in in K'nungurra, you had to have had at least two campaigns under your shield, under your campaign, uh, and it was all made up for f- people from nine, six, seven, and nine deep who'd done all those campaigns.
0: We also asked Ted to share with us some memories of the lighter side of war.
1: You could say I met some very nice girls.
0: Whereabouts, where, where did you meet them? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Through different areas. Okay. That's on the lighter side of life. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I know in, in Palestine, at one stage, we had, we had a very, very good Christmas night with some of the nurses and the Palestinian police boys, who were very big boys, we had a lot of fun. I won't say what happened to furniture in the, in the mess, but still, that's another matter. I can <laughs> <to> see.
0: <laughs> war's had its lighter moments then. Yeah. Huh? The war had its lighter moments then. That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, you've got to have them somewhere in life, haven't you? Yeah. Of course.
0: And this was Ted's answer when we asked how the war affected him in the years that followed
1: it didn't affect me greatly because a lot of that sort of stuff you learn to put behind you and forget about you had to if you let that get on the top of you no you were done you would you you'd be done like a dinner you just didn't you know you you put that behind you
0: ted would later write to us about the difficulties he faced after the war he was likely an undiagnosed case of post-traumatic stress For School and Country was released in May 2015. Ted was too unwell to make the premiere. He passed away the next month on June 15. Find out more about Ted at forschoolandcountry.com. You can also get in touch by emailing podcast at lifeonthelinepodcast.com. Life on the Line is brought to you by Thistle Productions. Artwork by Big Cat Design. Music by Dan Van Workhoven. Thanks for listening, and lest we forget.